NDP announced a plan to guarantee universal free access to take-home cancer drugs today. And to talk about it, we're joined by the uh, leader of the Ontario NDP party. It's Andrea Horvath. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's my pleasure. Well, describe the plan. Well, the uh, the reality is that too many cancer patients in Ontario are not able to get uh, oral cancer drugs because they can't afford them. So the, the ones that are in pill form that can be taken home, if you don't have a benefit plan at work that covers uh, oral cancer drugs or take-home cancer drugs, you're, you're you know in a situation where you have to be stuck in hospital uh, getting your drugs uh, intravenously. And that's, it's, very inconvenient. It's very challenging. Uh, and for those folks who um, can manage to get some Trillium drug coverage, what I heard today from uh, from some cancer uh, uh, survivors is that it, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of hoops to jump through, a lot of stress, and a lot of time to actually get approved for Trillium drug coverage. Uh, in, in some cases, the women I was talking to this morning said that it took weeks and weeks and weeks, one woman three months, before she could actually start the medication that she needed uh, because of the, um, you know, of the process of, of going through the application to get the Trillium coverage. So nobody should have to deal with that. Look, one in four Ontarians are going to be diagnosed with cancer. I don't think there's any family in our province that hasn't in some way been touched by cancer. So it's time that we do the right thing, step up to the plate, and fund those take-home uh, cancer drugs. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Andrea, is there a difference between the oral drugs and the intravenous drugs that were given in the hospital? I mean, you know, uh, as far as, you know, is one more potent than the other? Well, you know what? They're all very, they're all different, and uh, it's up to the oncologist to, to prescribe what works best for that particular cancer. Uh, in fact, one young woman this morning told us that the oral drugs that she was prescribed, which she couldn't afford, were were, mar- were better than the than getting the intravenous drug. And so the the doctor prescribed the oral, but this young woman couldn't afford it. And so she her decision was, do I have my parents rack up their tr- credit cards trying to you know afford this uh, prescription? Or do I t- take the second best solution, which is the the intravenous drugs in the hospital? And you know what's happening now is there are with you know with uh, with changes in uh, in the um, you know in the pharmaceutical industry, more and more drugs uh, for cancer are are becoming available uh, for oral uh, you know oral uh, taking. You know instead of going to the intravenous, more and more oral cancer drugs are being developed. And so uh, this is it's very very timely for us to do what other provinces have already done. Uh, and uh, and get our oral and take-home cancer drugs uh, covered. You're saying that this will also have uh, other effects for people that are not dealing with cancer. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the reality is that when a cancer diagnosis comes, it devastates people. It devastates families. It's amazingly stressful. It's just so hard to deal with. And so the, um, you know, the support systems that people have uh, in terms of their family members are also negatively affected. So not only will this help the, you know, the patient, if you will, the person diagnosed, uh, but it will help those, uh, those family uh, members and support systems to, uh, you know, to help support that person as well. I mean, one woman was telling me she had to drive an hour just to get to the hospital that would provide the intravenous uh, drugs for her. Uh, that's, you know, that's over and above having to sit in a chair with, you know, a, half a dozen or so nurses monitoring you over a period of a couple of hours while the intravenous drugs are being um, 
uh, provided. I mean, it, it will it'll impact many, many pieces of the healthcare system, uh, but also of the the quality of life of, of folks who um, who should be able to get their uh, their drugs uh, to take home. And the NDP are arguing this is going to free up space for other uh, you know patients in hospitals because you know resources are available absolutely. to them now. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I have a, a friend myself who a friend of mine who um, who because she, I mean she has a small business and she was a you know she doesn't have a, a plan a, a benefits plan as a small business owner and uh, she had breast cancer and and she ended up you know in in a hospital for hours on end taking her chemotherapy intravenously because you know they knew the hospital knew and that her oncologist knew that that would be the only way she would be able to afford the service or the, or, or the drugs rather is is through that that process Andrea have the NDP figured out how much the uh, universal access to take home uh, cancer drugs would cost yeah yeah in fact uh, Kelly we've pegged the cost at about uh, 42.5 million dollars uh, each and every year uh, and it's um, it's based on the fact uh, that uh, there's been a lot of research of course done into this uh, into this uh, program and it's based on the fact that those folks who already have benefits coverage through their workplace for example uh, that covers off these cancer drugs, uh, those people would continue to get their access through that uh, that um, direction. But that folks who are don't either either their benefit coverage doesn't cover it, or they don't have any benefits, they'd be able to use their health card to be to uh, to get their cancer drugs uh, to take home. Andrea, the, now that I have you on the phone, uh, Doug Ford today, we're getting word that he has uh, a plan to uh, maybe change the green belt and start building on the green belt. Um, does the NDP have any plan to change the green belt? No, not not at all. In fact, quite the opposite. We think uh, protecting the green belt is extremely important. Uh, and 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 Doug Ford suggesting that he's going to hand over chunks of the green belt to his wealthy developer friends uh, is something I think that'll take this province in the wrong direction. I mean, we have to protect the green belt lands, the wetlands. We have to protect you know green spaces for the generations to come. And the to to think that there is somebody running for the premier of this province that wants to pave over uh, that. Uh, those natural assets, it's uh, it's very, very worrisome. We were talking to Tim Hudak today, who works for the Ontario Real Estate Association. He was talking about the Keep the Dream Alive campaign. Wants politicians to, you know, uh, earmark, uh, you know, how they're going to address with the housing affordability problem in the upcoming election. How do you propose to do that? Oh, Kelly, we've got a great plan for uh, for all aspects of, of affordability of housing. Uh, not only, you know, making sure that we crack down on uh, on speculators, and so uh, we've got a plan to make sure that people who aren't earning income in Ontario and have uh, housing that they are uh, that they are trying to profit off of, uh, that we we make sure that they're having to pay uh, to do that in terms of extra taxes. But we also have a, a plan for a new affordable housing to be built. Uh, we have a plan that helps. Uh, to uh, make sure that developers, when they're developing new subdivisions in places like Toronto or or new condos, for example, that a, a, a segment of those units are affordable. So we're going to fix Kathleen Wynne's mistaken regulations uh, around the inclusionary zoning uh, that they've passed here. It's not good enough, and we're going to fix that. Uh, you know, people should be able to even contemplate even contemplate buying a house in the ha- neighborhood that they were uh, raised in, or, or or renting a a condo in the neighborhood that they were raised in. Right now in Ontario, uh, we have a problem, but in Toronto, it's a severe problem. I mean, young people, the Board of Trade has flagged this as a huge issue. Young people are now 
leaving this pro, uh, this city because they can't afford to live here or yep. raise a family here. We were talking about that with Tim Hudock earlier on. I have to wrap it up there, Andrea, but it's been a pleasure speaking with you. My pleasure, Kelly. You take Cheers. care.